Hey, roomies, it's Heather. Thank you so much for listening to The Dance Room. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a nice review, please, please, please. And most importantly, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, whoever. We appreciate you. When you got the urge, you got to go full out. So let's dance. Welcome to The Dance Room with veteran dancers and choreographers Heather Morris and Ava Bernstein-Mitchell. Join Heather and Ava Flav as they share their stories, interview world-class dancers, and recap all your favorite TV dance shows right here on The Dance Room. Welcome back to The Dance Room. Dance. I'm Ava Flav. And I'm Heather Morris. And we are happy to be with you today. Yes. You're in a podcast about <laughs> all things dance. Yeah. So please stay. If you don't know about it, or just just don't leave. That's what don't we're leave. not we going to ask you to, to be here. Uh, our guest this week is Adam Shankman, part de. Yeah, we had our first one last week. It was a success, so fun. But we have him again this week because our conversation. I mean, we were just so lucky to yeah. have him for that long. We were going on and on. He had no so idea. Great. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Yeah. No, it's <laughs> no. fine. We want to hear more about everything. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, I loved this episode or this second part because he talks about what he struggles with. His industry work, just a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to listen and you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the holidays. <laughs> and I'm so yeah. happy. I'm just happy it rained. I don't know about anybody else, but ooh, in California, we got a little rain. It was gloomy. We it was got, perfect for the holiday season. We have emotions now. We have emotions now. Like validated emotions. We can bundle up in our emotions. And make excuses to yeah. not see anybody. Yeah. And it's fine. Nobody yeah. cares. Right, Steve? It. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about being bundled up? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's nice. It's warm. It's fun. It's everything. Yeah. <laughs> we really want Steve to be more involved in this podcast. So we'll just be calling him out. We're going to be calling him out at all times. Yeah. Maybe you should just leave your mic on. Okay. <laughs> See how that goes. I yeah. think you're the best part about this podcast, Steve. I, I really doubt that. <laughs> I think you are. Aww. Steve, did you have any booked and blessed or fighting for your life moments this week? Booked or blessed or fighting for... I had a, I had a fighting for my life moment uh, last week. Do share. Fight for your life. I uh, totaled my car. <gasps> Steve. Yeah. So, your fault or theirs? Uh, Ooh. mine. Oh. Because so PSA roomies, um, <laughs> go go check the tread on your tires. Oh yeah. Especially if Speaking you live. Speaking of rain. Yep, it's raining, and if you're driving, living in LA, probably a smart thing to do mm. so you don't uh, crash into a curb coming down Benedict Canyon someday. Oof. Uh, did you hydroplane? You just. I did. It's mm. scary. You That's guys, so scary. Yeah. yeah. Not being hard. in control of something. So Sorry I, that's to like hear a, that. I'm scared of that. No. Yeah. Like, not. Uh, you're okay, though. I'm, you're here you're with okay. us. That's, I had a friend who said that if the only thing that's hurting is your wallet afterwards, you, oh. you're doing okay. I like that. That's a good saying. Well, we're glad that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> we're glad did you hear I don't want to get more about I'm sorry about <laughs> We're glad that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about your car. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you go. Okay. I will do Booked and Blessed. Yeah. Booked and blessed. It's really silly. Besides Thanksgiving was phenom. I'm going to go with, I was at Burlington Coat Factory yesterday. And I yes, found coat factory. an amazing coat. I wasn't even looking for a coat. And I was walking down the aisle and something caught my eye. And I was like, <gasps> I put it on and I literally walked through the store the entire time with it because I wanted to make sure I loved it. Mm, and then the I looked at it. Yeah. And I loved it. Hold so it with you. I got it. But. I looked at the tag and it was like, um, Kendall and Kylie. I didn't know they had a clothing brand. They have everything. Clearly, but it was a fly coat. So, yep, came up. Was it a raincoat or like a it's winter, a winter coat? It's a winter coat. It's fly. And I'm Cute. going to Kansas City this week, so. Oh, really? For yes. what work? Um, family. Oh. My daughter gets to meet her other other. She gets side to go on a flight. Yeah. Are you scared for that? Not scared. I just I just hope that she does okay. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, she's I, a fine baby. My cousins told me that when they went on their flight, which is three boys, that she, they made gift things with yes. like a, extra Halloween candy and and Absolutely. a bunch of random things that they put in like little bags and passed out yes. to their neighbors on the plane so that oh, in apology they yes. wrote like a letter with it. We have three boys, boys here, here in go. advance. That's cute. <laughs> I love that idea. That was so cute. Yeah. Well, so. I am also booked and blessed this week. We love that. Booked and blessed. I changed my Siri sound on my phone. <gasps> it's also very silly, but it is a noted special thing to me. I, I finally put Siri on my phone, Can but when I her? do, when I do my directions, uh-huh. yes. I changed her to an Aussie accent. I knew it. I knew it. I was gonna say it. I knew every that's what time you it that too. I hear her voice, <laughs> I giggle out loud. 
Oh, please share your news. I, I'm not going to do Aussie my address. Siri. Where am I going? Let's go to like a Podcast let's go to Burlington one. Coat Factory. Okay, Burlington We're more than great co- coats. I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> Starting route to Burlington. Oh, Starting route, route to, to Burlington. Burlington. Drive. Then oh. turn left onto North Maple Drive. I love it. I do too. She's great. I love hearing it. A, fe- a female Aussie accent. Can you change them to male? I, I, oh no, Siri is female. Siri's always she's always. But didn't female. wasn't isn't there, there a famous another... actor that was doing Siri? If somebody related, um, so I mean, named John Briggs. Siri's UK male voice is provided by. Uh, didn't they do like Briggs. Google a Google Assist? Didn't like Samuel L. Jackson do it or something? Well, yeah, like it was Samuel L. Jackson. Does the voice of Google like you can have him talk to you? That's intimidating. Right? I want to know Very, how much he got kind paid. Of a, he's kind of abrasive in the best way, huh. but like he's always yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> but he has such a great talking voice, Samuel L. Jackson. I knew a Absolutely. woman. I met a woman on or, Dancing with the Stars. Actually, she uh-huh. was like the PA. I asked what if she, there's like anything else she wants to do on the side. Like, uh-huh. is this your real job, or do you like have other things that you like to do? She's like, I'm training to be Siri. I'm like, what work? <laughs> I'm trying to what? be Siri. What? I'm training to be Siri. No, She's that's my tra- plan. She was like trying to be Siri. Like do that's a job amazing. like that. I'm like, that's the coolest thing anybody. Okay, Ava, Ooh. we need a word of the day. Do you hit it? Hey there, what do you say? Let's hear Ava's word of the day. Expand your vocab in a very fun way. Let's hear the word of the day. And a happy Thursday to you here with the word of the day. The word of the day was brought to you by Steve, actually. It is parsimonious it's an adjective it means unwilling to spend money or use resources stingy or frugal to use that in a sentence contrary to the season's spirit of giving i will be parsimonious in my impartings parsimonious did i say something wrong parsimonious <laughs> dang it parsimonious it was perfect Ava. dang it okay we'll do it again contrary to the season's spirit of giving i will be parsimonious in my impartings good job okay so since we have time we want to maybe sure talk about there's some controversy going on in the dance world that ava if she wants to speak on behalf of the rest of the world you know to keep it short and simple there was an incident that happened that sparked a fire underneath the dance communities behind and they are kind of excited to regain their power and solidify their worth. So basically, baby had a music video and it got around town that the dancers did this video for very, very little money. It was $150, let's just say it. $150 for like a couple of videos too. But or yeah, but like if you don't know what that means, like they probably low. sent like they spent maybe twelve hours on set, like yes, multiple and days had in rehearsals row. and things like this. So this is this was the word around town. So it got people upset. Um, but now you know there have been some meetings of the people to like situate and re-educate the community on don't do stuff like this, you know. And we also have to set a precedent for these companies, these labels, these artists to know that we are worth more. So now there's a lot of movement happening, you know, with Dancers Alliance, with um, the union. We've already been doing all this work. Um, There's another group that is out of New York City. But here's my question. Mm -hmm. You are behind this thousand percent. I am. You believe this, but do you believe something's actually going to happen? Yes. The only thing is is re-educating the community is important because there has been resources in place for dancers for a very long time. But I remember doing jobs like know. that when I was younger. Yes. And it was like, oh my God, we need to get, be, be getting paid more. But nobody does anything nobody about does. it. Nobody does, exactly. Because we don't know. Because it's like any job. It's like whether it's NFL or it's corporate or something. Like there's going to be an 18-year-old who's never made money in their life. Yes, and then they come into a job it, like yeah. that and they're like, I'm going to take $150. Like screw the 30-year-old who says... Yep. You know, you need more money. Well, I that's fine for me. I need to pay $700 in rent and I'm good. It's like a snowball effect. It's like if if I say, no, I'm not doing that. And then somebody else says, well, I'll do it. They're going to continue to think yeah. that that is how much we are worth. So that's the simple breakdown yeah. of what's going on. But uh, yeah, we it's do It's like everything to- that like is elevated. Like we deserve more yeah. or like women deserve more rights. I get it. But um and there's my nuts <laughs> making noise. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give. But like, then it. I don't know. Is it 
gonna actually happen. It will. I feel like it never happens. I know. I do too. And we I'm only saying that. Takes we take a step forward, and then we take two back. We mm-hmm. take another step forward. We two take steps three forward, back. I take two steps back. We, we come, come together because opposites attract, and you know, it ain't fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give you more details about this in the upcoming weeks. But yeah, that's the simple terms of it. Well, thank you. Ava. Yeah. Thanks for the news. Yeah. Okay, on to uh, Mr. Adam. So you did produce and you do produce the Step Up um, Sensation, Step Up High yeah. Water. How do you view dance compared to when you were performing as now, like when you're doing all this stuff? Like, can you give us like little nuggets of what it was like then and then how you see it now when you're filming? Well, okay. Uh, th- uh, there was a couple questions in that one question. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. The difference between when I was performing and what performance performers go through now? Yeah. Um, well, now... I think, okay, there's a few things that I see are really, really different. Um, When I was performing, dancers actually had a broader knowledge of dance styles. And I don't mean like contemporary versus uh, uh, hip hop. Like historically? Like historically, like because people who danced in movies really understood the language of dance in film and Mm -hmm. film history, meaning like from the old musical era through Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Now with um, hip, then when hip hop kind of came into it more with all the the break in and mm-hmm. break two and all that, and most compellingly now, what so many dancers have learned to dance from the internet and shoot themselves mm-hmm. dancing in the internet, they don't use space because they oh. all dance in place because of things like tutting because of. Those are like a lot of the dance styles that happen now, especially the ones that are the street styles that we have in Mm -hmm. Step Up. A lot of the dancers who auditioned have learned to dance in 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 one little tiny spot, and they don't they don't know they don't use they don't know how to use space. Mm. So that's a really weird thing, like travel. Yeah, all of those there's (laughs) travel was a lot very little childhood. Yeah, there's very little traveling steps in. In yeah. hip hop, there's yeah. some in stepping, but you know, there's like if I didn't get across the floor in one eight count when I was in high school, yeah. I was in trouble. Yeah. yeah, that was. I hope it was not a huge room. But it was like serious. Like you better travel. That's like a flea hop from hell. How do we get over there? So, so that's one thing is that dancers um, a lot of times don't have um, great spatial relationships the way that they used to, um, which is something that I've noticed. On the flip side, literally on the flip side, Mm -mm. um, they can do more than any of us could have ever done. The dancers today, it's sort of like you always notice, like where it was always the most noticeable is in the Olympics where you saw year on year on year the compulsory is getting yes. harder and harder and harder. Mm, like yeah. suddenly somebody can do a triple. Now suddenly you're doing a right. quadruple. Now you're doing thi- – like people just like – and that was really noticeable other. because you just only see it every four years. In dance, mm. shows like So You Think You Can Dance and all of that started to push the limits of what people started to try to do and yes. think they should be able to yep. do. Oh, yeah, now they're, they're doing Amazon. them, yeah. but uh, they were once thought of only things you would only do with – and especially like ballroom throws and ballroom oh. lifts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, that's Wild. now gotten into <laughs> super crazy pants. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't under – like it's, it's extraordinary yeah. what people are doing yeah. in order to – because one of the things that I never used to think about in dancing was topping other people. Like in terms of like, oh, I, I just wanted I to be yeah. technically as good, if right. not better, than yeah. the person who was dancing next to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do an extra this or an extra more that. Like yeah. I just wanted to be like, no, I want you to want to yeah. watch me, but not because I can do extra tricks. Right. 1990. And... um uh, all I was doing, I was just like back foot, 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 aerial, 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 back foot, back foot. That's why you got the job. It was like the craziest tumbling gig ever, and I, I always just wanted to be one of the dancers, but I was always hired for the tumbling in the earlier part, and then it wasn't until later that I started dancing a little bit more. But, but then I cut off. But I stopped dancing professionally when I was twenty-four. 
Oh, really? Because that's when I started choreographing. Yeah. Stop. So you went into you went from dancing and then you went into choreographing, but yeah. that and then choreographing brought you to directing. Correct. Wow. Okay. That is correct. With Anne Fletcher, friend. is that right? What happened was I well I danced with Anne on the Oscars in 1990. That's when I met her, and she and I just became really fast friends and. Then when I started to choreograph, she was she started just dancing for me, but then very quickly moved into my sort of number one assistant spot and then really became like the way that she danced was so special that everything that I did, I pictured her doing wow. Every, huh. everything that I ever created dancing wise was always on her. Yeah. Like in my mind. Wow. There's so, those dancers though that you're like Yeah. It's like that that they're special. they're the special ones. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of one of those special ones to me. Um she had that thing that I will always, always love. She was all woman, all girl, but dance like a dude. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, always could dance into the yeah. ground and could always yes. outdude any dude, but at the same time could just throw that freaking hair around and she <laughs> yeah, could yeah. Yeah. and she just knew things yeah, to do yeah. with her body that were That's very, That's one of very my special. favorite things about film right now is watching these women who are so sexy and so beautiful, but like not talk like a dude, but they just have this like yeah. swag that yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is cool to watch. Like, yeah. this is yeah. a really fun time to be watching TV and film. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, I mean, they're really, I mean, especially like when you watch something like Fleabag, where like she is a dude. Yeah, like they're like she. I haven't watched sex it yet, ma- but I've heard just uh, oh, such great things about it. Oh, knock it off, yeah. especially season two. It's yeah. like, okay. very, very special. Anyway, so yeah, so I was doing that, and then I wasn't getting um, mostly kind of what was going on in dancing at the time um, if I recall the 1800s um, was okay. was um, industrials were like mostly oh, yes. what was oh. going on that was like and you really wanted to get in that loop and I just wasn't all American looking and I wasn't yeah. mm-hmm. I wasn't the, I was sort of the scrubby the people that go little, sit in the street and watch you dance for yeah. whatever I was I was just like the little skinny Jewish kid who was stretchy and could jump high and all that kind of stuff so anyway I, I just was not getting those jobs lied my way into my first choreography job I was in an office a, a, a production office that my roommate at the time was working in and somebody literally walked in and was like does anybody know a choreographer we lost our choreographer which was Anthony Thomas who choreographed oh, Rhythm Nation yeah. he had just pulled out of a job for them and I was like I'm a choreographer and then I went in and I lied about who I'd worked with I said I'd worked with Janet Jackson and Paul Abdul which was yeah. not a lie I danced for you them did but, for I them, did, but I didn't choreograph, but I didn't choreograph. Yeah. and they hired me on the Tiny spot because they needed somebody right then and that was it that was it Whoa. that was it I, and that director loved me and just kept using me and he was extremely prolific so you know I just started like cranking that out and I never really turned back and then a bunch of my friends from like a Hollywood political from like some growing up and some from a Hollywood political youth organization um, started becoming leads in movies and requesting me as the choreographer on those things and so one thing led to another and then the what really happened, and maybe other people might debate this, but I I saw it very, very clearly, is in the same year, Michael Peters and Lester Wilson died, and they were handling most of the film choreography in town, and all of their work just came to me. And suddenly, it just sort of fell on me. And I don't know how or why, but I was just positioned, but... Yeah. You took it, it over. I kind of took over for a while so I was just like the voice of God for dance something for, for, <laughs> well, for a lot of the TV for, for, for all of those movies <laughs> that needed you know dancing in the trailer yeah. so yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what happened so I did that and then and Anne was like my right hand during all of that Okay. You know, for years and years and years and years. And I started getting the job and she was like, you can do this. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And she kept going, no, 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 She's you like, can no, do you're this. Doing you, this. You're doing this. You're doing this. That's so amazing. she pushed me very hard. And I, I, I dropped into it. By the way, terrible. My work was terrible <laughs> in the beginning. I was like the worst really? choreographer ever for the, like, those, those first five years. The work is just unbearable to look at. But oh, wow. then something happened I and I started getting used like, to I started getting telling lies better. and so you're like I can do this and then you do it and you're like oh yeah, god you, and you watch it later. It's, like, terrible, it's terrible but I was great with the talent. Like everybody yeah. thought I was great with the directors and I was great with the artists. And, and so that's it, it, it worked. Yeah. So so, oh, I, so really what I was was I was a great therapist. Yeah. So more than anything else. <laughs> that's what so, you mean on set. So then I was choreographing uh, something uh, like a little scene for a movie and I got an opportunity uh, 
it's a longer story, but I, I would just made the decision with some prodding to spend my own money and a little from a couple other people to <laughs> make a short film because they yeah. said you should be a director. And I had worked with so many people at that point. I had worked for every studio a gazillion times and I had worked with a ton of actors and every kind of director from the smallest to the biggest to everything in between. And I just thought, why not? And so I sort of, I made this weird short film, which I spent all of my money doing. It ended up going to Sundance because my producer uh, submitted it without asking me and I got in. And at that same time, my sister, who was a producer, uh, started to push me to direct a a movie and that movie ended up becoming Wedding Planner and in the meantime I had also gotten what a movie called Cheer Fever which became Bring It On and then I couldn't do that and so then I did Wedding Planner and then one thing led to another but in the in when I did Wedding Planner I was so freaked out about not having Anne with me that I talked Sony into letting to paying her as an associate producer to just be with me. I mean, she did not get paid a lot of money. She got paid very little money. But they paid her a salary to be an associate producer, like, quote, unquote, my associate producer, to just kind of be there to... Because I said I I've never made anything without her. Wow. I don't you know. You needed that that and blanket. Then, and then after I got through that, I was like, hell with you. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> like, oh, I did yeah, good. Yeah. That, that movie was number one Go for work three with weeks. Sandra Bullock now. That movie was number one for three weeks. But then that's how Step Up happened. Was I came uh, a studio executive came up to me at the gym and said, "Who is the next you?" Which I found very insulting. Um, and then I, <laughs> you're like, "Wait, I'm, I'm still here." I, I'm yeah, here. like, where did I go? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, so you want somebody who's the cheap version?" of the dance person will be the thing. And I said, if after much back and forth, we basically, I said, if you really want me, but not have to pay for me, Anne is who you get. And they were like, who is she? I explained it. She met with them. And after she said, well, we really like her. I said, if you hire her, we will produce the movie, Mm. my company, which was based at Disney. Yeah. And they said, okay. And so Anne was like, I've never wanted to be a director. Why are you doing this? And I said, I said, because I need a, a person that I can talk to about all the shit that I go through every day. And I'm making it you. I and bet. and so she like, step up came to be because I wanted you Anne were. to have that job. That's a I wanted story. Anne to have – I needed a friend. It's sort of like when people have children, they say, like, I friends just made a friend. Friends. Yeah. You know, I made a friend I for myself. I always need a friend. Yeah. And so I made a friend. And then the step-up thing suddenly just turned into its own thing. And I couldn't – we've never been able to stop. I was going to say, like, yeah. how do yeah. you, have you been able to stop it? But I like – but I, I I love this new iteration on the TV show. I it's do. much more. But It's much more like what the first movie was supposed to be. Right, what the first movie was. was. Yeah, it what was. the first movie was. And then it yeah. became like a franchise, which isn't yeah. a bad thing. It's it just... became – the last few movies honestly became kind of dance porn, I call it. But it's like huh. – it's okay. You know, there it was all like – well, I mean, it's because it's like what are they going to do? It was all really about the dancing. It was yeah. never about yeah. the stories. Nothing against the actors or anybody. Yeah. No, but but they, yeah. the thrust was always about the dancing. And yeah. Like, what oh the cool numbers now it's yeah. and i'm 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 interested in characters yeah you know um so because i'm like especially with for step up it's it's always going to have the dancing i was like yeah. can we just focus on the characters? yeah you do a good job of doing balancing both with like there's a lot of good actors yeah fun yeah like but also you have the really good dancing yeah so and Thank I like you. that you bring in like dancers as actors too. Sometimes yeah. like yeah. Tony came in and did something. I was like, yeah, yes, uh, Tony. Uh, yeah, Tony was <laughs> oh, Savion Glover, and yeah, I, we're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a bunch more of that. Yeah, now cute. that I'm dancing again, I called the showrunner and I was like, I was like, I think uh, this old Jewish guy might need to come and come and know, make this old Hollywood director here, yeah. might yeah. need to come and have a number. Come yes. in here with his cookbook. Yeah. Um, so you've been very social, very open on social media about your dedication to becoming sober. Uh-huh. Um, I hope it's okay to talk about now. Yeah. And how has that journey been? Where did it spark? And what happened was that I had I'd actually been um, drinking and all that since I was like 15 years old. Uh, oh. When my parents split up, I started. It was like a high school thing, and I just kept it going through the college years. And mm. I spent most of. I've always been friends with people who are older than me. Um, um, 
And so it just was – it always sort of felt natural and it was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. When I – started uh, around when I started to direct and my um, stress level uh, started to get higher I knew that I was using it as my as my relaxation strategy mm-hmm. basically there was uh, like every like you hear like oh I need a glass of wine like, yeah. oh, yeah, like I don't that think kind of people realize how hard directing is how much of your like energy and soul it takes yeah I think that I well also in movies if you do a bat if if um, your movie doesn't work you're mm. dead yeah like it's really hard to so get another so one so everything sort of has to work and mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work the uh, the pressure to try to get back your job it's what you it's all I do yeah. like so it's you know and yeah. I'm not saying it's who I am but I and and honestly the who I am I really will always identify I, it's going to sound corny but I identify as a dancer because I approach life in the way that yeah, a dancer I love does that. I love that. and um, my and it didn't even occur to me that made to make movies that meant something to me until Hairspray because again they were jobs I was like yeah, I was mm-hmm. so excited to get a job Hairspray I really wanted to get because that felt important to me for a bunch of reasons after that, it was really hard to find my footing again because getting other jobs that were as meaningful, especially after you've done something as stylized as Hairspray, mm-hmm. was um, challenging. And I also felt like I owed a, a studio a movie, which ended up being Bedtime Stories, which made a lot of money but wasn't really about much. And then um, the last movie uh, – not the last movie that I made, but then I made Rock of Ages, which I was very concerned mm-hmm. was not about – um, anything substantive that I really understood because it's uh, it's it's a fun movie that was a fun play, but I found the characters largely kind of wanted to be famous, which I find fairly abhorrent. Like right. I, I find that to be a. I, I grew up around famous people. I have been famous um, for yeah. those years. I've been moderately famous. Whatever. Yeah. I was on a, a hit TV show for like whatever nine yeah. seasons and and. I, I knew what that experience. It's like was. preaching the wrong, the wrong message to. It is to because it's about what you don't want. Yeah. To well, be. what happens with and I'm and I'm I'm not bashing fame. I'm just saying it is an unnatural experience to be famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very unnatural. And to and it is a little confusing because you don't know what to do with it. Mm-mm. Particularly, okay. you don't know how to act around people. You don't know if people are just talking to you because you're famous or because yeah. you're a person. Oh. And and it has very little to do with you. It has to do with your job that you just did. Yeah, and yep. and which is something that is a very personal thing that you have in an experience that's a very singular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I anyway, I that movie ended up. Um, not making a lot of money, and it was to it was sort of my first um, uh, experience with that, and I flipped out, mm. and I just dove into a bottle, and so about a year of that, I was drinking so it was shocking how much I was drinking, but I was wow. doing it alone. Um, mm. I was doing it in my house alone. I was not causing havoc out in the world. Okay. I wasn't creating problems um, for anybody. Almost scarier. But it was what was scary was how suddenly there was no incoming phone calls for work, and it wasn't because of my drink. It was because the movie hadn't worked. Oh. Yeah. So I, my your inner fear, and I don't know if you guys experience this, but no matter how good a job I do, there, I always think that I'm going to be perceived as a fraud. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, like, uh-oh, it's now something's going to unpeel. Like, suddenly okay. now yeah. I'm suddenly going to be like, oh, you're not that You're not good. that, yeah. You're not, talented. You're not that I, talented. You know what? That's a really, uh, that's a really deep set fear I have as well. Yeah. Not through dancing, but through everything else I do. I'm like, even though I'm trying so hard and with acting, like, I know I didn't, I've started out at 21 years old, not ever acting before in my life it's like yeah yeah, I've had a lot of time to practice but I still even if I feel like I've gotten so much more like understanding of characters Mm -hmm. and my practice I'm like are people still gonna look at me and like think I'm not right she thinks she's yeah yeah, or she thinks she's this whatever Mm -hmm. anyway so well and well I I mean your experience was interesting on Glee because what they did is they exploited your sense of humor and like a certain uh, and qualities about you that they thought was fun and they turned that into Britney and and so you knew you just had to go into work 
and do that piece of you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it was a piece of me. So then I got like... It, it was just really interesting to see that unfold and how they used it in the show and mm-hmm. what they did with it mm-hmm. and how game you were to like kind of do it. But it was but it was weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Looking back, it's so weird. What's weird about it? Share. Just like you were saying, it's like, it was a piece of me. Okay. There was a part of me that was like, okay, this is an acting exercise gotcha. and so the whole time I'm in this character but really it was like it started with Ryan coming in the room and me putting on this funny bit of okay. whatever um, and it's still my humor you know mm-hmm. like it's the I, stuff I think is really naive. funny yeah. it was like, it's a it's naive like, character yeah mm-hmm. it's it's um, like a, it's like this optimistic but naive no yeah you know um, kind of focused character which yeah and you have a, you have a baseline optimism about you yeah. and also a funny delivery and so that's what they went for but there was a point where it was like is this me or okay. is this the character or like I need to get away from this that's because I don't confusing. I got really confused okay. for a, a bit of time like it, but is this because they also like, they, they started writing happening? into everybody's that's yeah. how they started writing yeah, the show to everybody's yeah. thing okay. and and there were some things we talked that about they, this with Jane Lynch a little bit, but just like how Ryan would write about certain people because that's who they were. When when they were writing about like the, the implants and mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. when they made like the jokes about <laughs> yeah. you know there's a fine line. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of like, oh wow, okay, we're gonna do right. that. So anyway, um, I just I I was so freaked out about what I imagined was going. To happen suddenly mm-hmm. happening, which was like I've mm. been I've been discovered as this big fraud, that I just lost it, and mm. I but I had to I, I had a company and a, a responsibility, and I had to keep functioning, so I would still function, but I would go home and I can't I I'm, I'm not even it doesn't even matter, yeah. but like how much I was drinking was really crazy okay. by myself and watching. Hours and hours of Law and Order, like until like all hours of the night, la, la, and SVU. And, like, I watch I mean, Law and Order, SVU, like, it's like it, every it, single day. Yeah, sure. it's like it became Mine like too. till four o'clock in the morning, like uh, like a whole thing. Yeah. So then one morning after a, a you know a particularly un, not great night mm-hmm. for me, I woke up and I looked at myself and I just said, I can't do this anymore. What's happened to me? And I, and it wasn't so much about stopping uh, the drinking as it was about, I need to know why I hate myself so much and Mm. why I feel the need to obliterate and why this voice in my head will not leave me alone about You came to that on your own. Yeah. I came to that on my own. Nothing happened. Nothing had happened uh, uh, specifically. I I had had a fight with my partner, but it it wasn't about that. Your come to sober moments can be very, very, very different. Not like rock bottom. They can just be very different. This was a very personal, oh, because, oh, no, no, no. From the outside, I had not hit anywhere. I hadn't lost anything. I had, Uh people still thought I was very successful. Like there was like all this, but it was disastrous for me. So I did some research. I made a decision to, um, put myself in rehab and I very privately um, researched which ones I wanted to go to. I asked a couple um, people who I knew had gotten sober very discreetly Mm -hmm. um, and I made the decision to go in in December because the business closes down and no one would notice Mm. I was gone and I was like it would be great nobody will know. You could ghost Um, people but not. (laughs) You can because you're with family or you're traveling. It's the holidays. And I, I went in and literally somebody leaked it. Oh. And so the day I was checking in, I my phone was blowing up as they were going through my stuff in my bag, which is freaky because there was like – I didn't – I I didn't realize when you're checking in, you're sort of treated a little bit like a criminal because they they're looking for contraband yeah. in yeah. your stuff, which I and then they, like they took away a scented candle from me and I was like, oh okay, no, like what, they're like people could like sniff that or, or like, I was like, what's happening? There. Yeah, they like molded it together and put yeah. something in there know. and it's hiding. So um, <laughs> and like the stories of people in rehab um, drinking um, hand sanitizer is true. Oh like, yeah, that's like that's oh, like shit. a thing. So anyway, I I. The woman who was checking me and said, you should answer the phone. You're, like, we're taking your phone away, but you should answer. It's, like, not stopping. And so I looked, and it was my uh, publicist It said, like, People Magazine has reached out to us. They're going to run something about you going into rehab. What's happening? And I just – she didn't know – nobody knew except my immediate family and, oh, like, yeah, my closest too. friends. And of all weird people, Darren, Chris, because Darren had – 
the, the night before we had gone out and I said to him, these are going to be my last drinks and will you take my last drinks with me? And we drank some and he, Darren's the one who actually put me to bed. Like he, he walked me up my stairs yeah. and said, you're going to be a great buddy. Like sometimes oh, I still wow. get very emotional thinking about yeah. that because yeah. it was a very small kindness on his part. Like he didn't have to be Darren's as present. extension of kindness can f- reach very far. Yes. Mm. And it was, it was an unexpected person yeah. in an unexpected moment. And Interesting. it happened. Mm-hmm. And I, can you imagine if Darren's the one who leaked it to the press? <laughs> Your act of kindness turns into oh, an act of deceit. No no, 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 no. He totally did not. No, he didn't. Um, but I, I, um, it was a very slow news day, and it, and oh, I said God. to them, they said they're gonna oh, let. I'm gonna print that you're in for X, Y, and Z, and I said, no, 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 no. Just say I'm going in, um, and my family supports me. I, w- I want. She's like, well, there's going to be questions. I said, I don't care. I'll answer the questions when I come out. Yeah, nice. And um, so that's what we did, and it went everywhere. It was. I was like, I'm not this famous. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> it's like Justin Bieber and the Kardashians took a day Stop off, it. and <laughs> like, and they, and, so and they, and I like just like went. It was it was literally everywhere. Yeah. And well, to make you feel better, I had no idea until I saw like your yeah. your personal posts saying yeah, I, I got decided sober. to be sober. So I went in. I did an extraordinary. I went after Incredible. this thing like it was my job, and like I was, and everybody I was supporting's life depended on it. And I love that. so, and I went after it not just like I need to get sober. I was like, I need to know why I can't bear. Mm. And and a, a bear, bear being this. being like you know conscious basically, yeah. and what I what I really discovered part of it was I just had never done it in my adult life. I had never I had started drinking when I was fifteen, and nothing ever got quote unquote out of control. So I I it was my only coping strategy. Mm-hmm. It was the all I knew, and so when things got really bad, it was like asking me to to take away the only piece of my personality that knew how to bear any kind of stress or pain mm. or discomfort of which I had a lot. I mean, there's a ton we're not covering about like, you know, I had a very weird and unfortunate childhood bout with conversion therapy that was mm. like, oh. I had a very, okay. like I'd been through, I've been through stuff yes. and, and, and I had was now being forced to deal with it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe it, yeah. I, anyway, I, I did it, and so I went after it, and so now that's basically become kind of my my overarching life's work is to just continue to not feed the cancer that was my desire to not live as open and honest a life yeah. as yes. I possibly can. Was there a part of you that? thought that if like did you acknowledge that if you continued this you would not be able to do your work later like yes yeah well i well it all happened pretty quick because i was seeing people that um like uh, die um there was people that i was in rehab with that died very quickly afterwards because they relapsed in bad ways and after detoxing and then going on to background opiates and then also, I uh, – this is just the truth is I have had more friends die – I had more friends die in high school from oh. accidents or car accidents or whatever than I actually even ever had as an adult. You know, it's funny. Me too. Yeah. People who people, – I grew up – a lot of people passed when I was in high school. Yeah. Like they of got – Just accidents. Accidents and, st- and some ODs and, yeah. and all of that. So I, um, I, I was conscious that it was possible. Yeah. And I also knew that I couldn't continue. I couldn't continue to be in a business that was. Um, uh, here's the thing: we all think it's all about us. Like, like yeah. if somebody doesn't give you a job, it's because something you've done is bad. Okay. If it's da, 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 it just is. It's just never like that. Yeah. And that's just not how it is. Unless you have, in fact been a total asshole right. and by the way a lot of those people are rewarded all the time so it's yeah. that's so just there's, there's no, no there's formula no right there. or wrong. Yeah, right. I, no I just formula. get very confused all the time yes. <laughs> so, like, but they're not a good person yeah. yes so um, I had to what became really important to me and I will tell you this about being sober since I got sober I have never ever woken up 
with a sense of shame or a secret. I love that. Interesting. Yes. I don't have, and I don't have any shame because I behave well. Mm -hmm. Right. I have nothing to be ashamed really of. And I, uh, and I don't have secrets about, like, I mean, I'll have a, if somebody tells me, somebody tells me a secret, I'll just hold that secret for them. But I don't have any secrets about behaviors that I would ever be ashamed of. Yes. Yeah. So that is plain and simple. I that think alcohol does that a lot to people, though. It even if, you, even if you're not even like doing anything wrong. Oh my god! It's like I you can't wake believe up, like, what I did last yes. night. You didn't even do anything. Yeah. And and I just, yeah. Or even if you didn't do anything, you still have that. You still have that weird thing. Yeah. That shame. Yeah. You're and then you're like, am, am, so am I coping oh properly? Ugh. Am I doing the right <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah. Am I? You know, there's always, there's always that because I was always like the fun drunk. You know, as far as I was told. Yes. Um. And so, um. So that's kind of what it was. So was rehab like a one and done for you? Like you, I one time? I hope so. I mean, you yeah, do have true. to, you know, success. you do have to do, you know, I, if if I start future tripping, which is if I start thinking like, wait, I could get hit by a car next tomorrow. Or if I think like you, you can find ways Anxiety. to justify drink. drinking again. Mm. You know, in fact, the, you know, why, why, you know, when, uh, the only time I ever think about drinking now is, is when things are really, really good. And I don't know how to manage the adrenaline of good news. Yes. You know, yes. because I'm like, oh, I want to drink to calm down or to celebrate or whatever. Okay. Because I don't know what to do yeah. with it. Because but you, mm-hmm. when I'm bummed out. I will go straight to freaking Netflix or Amazon or TV mm-hmm. or a movie or, or something baking. like that or baking <laughs> or something to yeah. just check out. That's how I check out now. That's really – yeah. I think when I get too high and too happy and too excited, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to level out. I'm too anxious. I'm well, How am I going to start tomorrow and be normal? Like, I don't know. And you also know – and you've also had some very big highs in your life and you know it goes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is the other thing. We all, as people, when things happen, both good and bad, we try to assign extra meaning to things. That is something we, you know, when something good happens, we're like, now my life is set, you know, (laughs) and that's just not the truth. Right. Or when somebody doesn't call you, it's like they hate me or something like that. You know, I'm just just like, now I'm just like, it's not about me. It really isn't. No, it's not. There's so many things. I used to know it so much more when I was younger than I do now. Like when I was 18 or 19, I was like, if it's not meant for me, it's fine. Like, good for you. You got it or whatever. It's happening. And now I'm like thinking about everything. It's harder now. Well, I'm getting used to remembering what that gotcha. is like, but yes. but it's harder. Okay. I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's a tough one. The other thing that I really I I have very much embraced, and this is going to sound like a catchphrase, but it's not. Like I I I made I made this up. I think this all the time. I have never learned anything from being right. I yes. legitimately oh, some, never yes. learned anything from being right. Are you a youngest child? I'm an oldest child. Interesting. And so I so oh so when I am challenged about being wrong about something mm-hmm. or somebody is very willful and they come at me, I think about it now. Mm. I don't just I mean, it is the truth. Because I'm a youngest child, and so I'm always right. Like, because I've learned from everybody else. But really, I don't know anything. I don't know squat. So, like, I always learn the lesson the hard way. Here's the thing. If you're wrong, you're going to learn something. If you're right, all you did was get a continuation. You just stay in this place. And I would much rather be a person who learns. You know? Me too. So, I'm right period. there with you. Yeah, yeah. that's Hands great. in, learning. Yeah. Okay, so want to get to the nitty-gritty of the fun part. Do you remember your first dance job? Oh, uh, where I got paid. Where you got paid. Yeah, I <laughs> do. That? I do. It was a production of West Side Story at the Michigan Opera Theater in Detroit. Yes. Um, went, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, okay, well. hold on. Before then, I, I was an... I was a paid, like, intern junior company member at the Children's Theater and School in Minneapolis when I was there. So I was making a little bit of a salary, but I was, like, a full course. Like, I was acting. I was doing everything. And that's where I started dancing because I had never taken any dance classes or anything. You were just in musical theater. I was just in musical theater. So I was just, like, out there. There was no formal training for dancing Mm. at all. Okay. My first actual dance job was that West Side Story job that I actually okay. got paid for as an adult 
where I was independent yes. and this was like a real job. It was that. Yeah, Michigan Opera Theater, West Side Story. I was playing the the the, the character that never has found his way into the movie, <laughs> um, which is a Jet character named Guitar. G-E-E-T-A-R. Guitar. He's an unspeaking Jet. But who is still a Jet and is in the play. And they're like... I think that maybe he does have... Oh, no, no. He has one line in the scene where they're taunting Anita where he he just spits like they're being mean. He calls her a gold tooth. He goes, gold tooth. And I bet he's like that line slur. real good. Right. Yeah. I, like, so it's like some, oh, I've the been pressure waiting. before You're you waiting say two one and line. a half hours. You're yes. waiting two and a half uh-huh. hours to, to say, say that, that line. It's so much harder than experience. when you have a full scene. Yeah. Just the one it's line. The oh, God. Yeah. Give me just a mouthful of words. It's easier. It's easier. Give me one line. I'm thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. Um, what is the worst job you've ever had or done? <laughs> you don't have to say it, the name of it. Okay. Yeah. No, it's kidding. Well, what's the worst, worst. job and it can, I've ever done? Yeah. Not like or, produced, but like any, yeah. what's the worst job you've there worked? There was a job that turned out to, and it could have turned out to be very successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it turned out to be very successful, but. I'm not going to say who the artist is. Okay. I worked mm. with an artist on the Soul Train Awards okay. who ended up – who was the meanest person I've ever met in my life. And I – and I met some mean people. <laughs> and this was so next level. Like, Oof. And the job was so hard and I, I was treated so poorly during the job. And I hung in there and I stayed in there and we made it work. And on the night of the show – during the performance, we got two spot. We got two spontaneous ovations in the middle of the number, which were definitely for the dancing and not for the song, because right. it wasn't during parts of the song that where it was like big pyrotechnics uh, yeah, yeah. vocally. It was, like when- it was when some stuff was happening on stage. Yeah, two ovations in there, and then a standing ovation afterwards. And I had been proved. Like I had stuck there, I had yeah, been validated yes. so much that I literally collapsed on the floor of the shrine and just started sobbing. Oh, I just started sobbing. I was like, I couldn't believe that it wow. had happened. That the, was good that you had that. The greatest job emotionally of my life was, I told you in 1990, I danced on the Oscars, mm-hmm. and it was that's a you know back, especially back then being a dancer on the Oscars is like was the that the job. time yeah. Debbie Allen was choreographing? No, it was okay. Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul, okay. And it was, um, and it was a big deal, and mm-hmm. it was fun. There was a lot of attention on the dancing because Paula was doing it. Right. And it was, she was at the height of her pop fame, and um, and then twenty years later, I produced and choreographed it, and you were in it. No. And the night of that Oscars, to say that 20 years I'd gone from the dancer on the show to being the choreographer and the producer of that same mm. show, of the biggest show in Hollywood yep. that the most people watch. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's the greatest. It yeah. was the greatest. Now, I sat there watching the... Were you in the number with um, w- during the score section? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sat there watching. Ugh. It was the most magical thing. I felt like I had. I, I. I could not believe it was all happening in front of my face. I, I that I had anything to do with it, and wow. that the like to be able to. This is going to sound kind of sad, but to be able to go to look at that and go like, "Wow, I'm not a loser." Oh. Was a very very yeah. big deal. Yeah. It was a very so very sweet. big deal. I yeah. was like, I can't find a reason to think I'm a loser right now because this is happening yeah. in your heart. In my heart, Not from I validation could. It's just nope. because I was just looking at it, going, "This was I. I was. I was. I was watching. It was a. It was a beautiful number, by the way. That that whole section with the of the score yeah. pieces that with the uh, so you think kids with I the was, say, with was the, it LXD? It was LXD, I, yeah, and so you think? Oh, that was yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, that was stunning. Yes, I that number. I was sitting there mm-hmm. watching how that had collaborated. And that was really interesting to watch what happened. You weren't around during that? Those I was around, but I but, Okay, yeah. so I don't know if you remember this, but for the because we rehearsed for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, was it three weeks? Maybe it was a little less. No, I think it was three weeks. Mm. We, and, but I had the whole rest of the Oscars that I was having also to deal producing. with. Yeah, that I was producing. So I was dealing with a lot of stuff. I just stuff, did and then the I would, AMAs and we had one day. Yeah, like you pop in <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I was looking at things. So I think I think we actually only had 10 days of rehearsal. That was probably right. We only had 10 days of rehearsal. 
as opposed to the six weeks they gave Paula Abdul. What? So, six oh, weeks, two time. numbers. Different time. Yeah. So those dancers were all on hold for six weeks. Anyway, so we had like 10 God. days, whatever. Six weeks. What was happening, because Jamal Sims yeah. and Ann yeah. Fletcher mm-hmm. um, were... And was Zach around? Was Zach Woodley around? I don't think so. Not okay, yeah. He was off some doing somewhere else. Um, something else. Trying to manage... Ev- the LXD people and the So You Think kids were not talking. Oh. Everybody was like splintered and separated. Everybody had sort of met and kind of knew each other, but they were not they like on social. breaks. They were not social. Not it was really, really... Blending. And like Jamal and Animal Kong, they were like... Dude, this thing is not coming together. It's like they're not dancing with each other. There, there's something. There's something about almost prejudicial it when, yeah. about it. And then, the day before we went into the space, something changed. That we were all in that one big old room. Like yeah. we all came together, and then I, suddenly everything came together, and it was, and everybody suddenly was helping each other, mm-hmm. and and it became like this whole other wow. thing, and it was beautiful to watch then. But it, those, I remember that first week, I was wow. like, "What's, What's happening? Happening in this room? This yeah. is terrible." You're like, am I producing the right thing? Like, well, <laughs> I, I was like, "Was this a terrible idea?" Right. Yeah, and it was not. Although I. Privately in my head, I was like, no, 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 if it works, it's going to be good. Yeah, but, it doesn't matter. It, but it was great. But it was, it was, it was really special to stand there and watch it. Anyway, yeah. If you weren't dancing, what would you be doing, or producing, or directing, or anything in the arts? Uh, what or would being you be an doing? Author, or being all the He's different things that everything. I am. That's a um, hard question to ask. If I you. wasn't in that. I think now I think once upon a time it would have been something else but now it might be Baker or like some sort of like (laughs) cook of some sort like going to like the idea of being like when I exercise on on, when I'm doing um, cardio Mm, on any machine all I do is watch the food channel yes. while I'm doing cardio. Why is that the That's best great. thing, though, when you're working out you're and you're watching inspired, food? You're inspired. Because then you can go home and think about what food. you're going to make. I'm yes. literally just staring at food That's the whole time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I also watch Kelly and Ryan, too. I don't know why they get me excited when I'm working That's out. That's good. I, I love Kelly and Ryan. I'm very glad. <laughs> they're so they're, they're, fun. I do love them. Okay, what can you tell us about the Disney Disenchanted with Amy Adams and James Marsden? Because I know it was just announced. Anna Dina Menzel and, yes! um, and Patrick. I mean, I think everyone coming back um, it is what I can tell you is that it is a sequel that was very carefully crafted to manage the 11 or year gap mm-hmm. and that it is um, that Happily Ever After isn't working out the way that Giselle <laughs> had thought which I, I always laugh because I was like People think happily ever after is the end. That's not the way that life works. And <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, so there's no yeah, such thing. Right. Yeah. So she's having. She's been not doing well adjusting to this idea. <laughs> that, that. Um, and she um, does something in an effort to create the world that she wants it to be that turns the entire world upside down and makes everything really bad. And she has to fix it. That's all I can tell you. There's Ooh. going to be more music. It's very funny because to me it ended up being kind of a bit of a recovery story because it's about like like you think alcohol is the magic bullet that's going to fix everything because it's going to make every, like all the bad voices go away mm-hmm. and there's just no shortcuts. You if you, the only way yep. through a problem is through the problem. Through, it. through the problem, yeah, and you got to go through the Look fire. The and so ra- so rather than try to adjust to the realities of life, she tries to do something that in a shortcutty kind of way, and she, she works around it to make it work for everybody else. All bad. <laughs> she makes it really, really bad, and she got fixed. So that's it. what happens. Yeah. When you so she got fixed. It. And, yeah. And so I think it's great, and it's very emotional. It's um, and you know I'm super stoked. Yeah. yeah. Well, to take it back to dancing, yes, can ma'am. you tell us like what are you currently doing right now? Let I'm the people know where they can. Talking to some s- lovely dancing. What, what can they see you in coming up? 
Uh, oh wow! Well, that was that was yes. that was elegant, masking clumsy. Okay, so mm-hmm. I am I have uh, have a long-standing, wonderful relationship with the magnificent legend that is Debbie Allen, and she's doing the hot chocolate nutcracker as a benefit for her school. There's a gala on December seventh, and she has a bunch of special guests who are appearing yes. in the gala, like you, and, and that might she, be you. And what? And she said, <laughs> yes. "Would you, first it was would you come?" And I was like, "Well, it's weird if I." come and I'm not dancing or something in it. <gasps> so you, you asked the scene. It. Cut Ooh. to I'm now like In the most complicated scene. In, in one of the hardest yeah. dancing sequences in the thing. Yes. I am now a featured dancer in it and I'm dancing so harder good. than I've danced in a very long time. I've seen so, the show many a time. Yeah. I'm a Debbie Allen baby myself, but I can't wait to see you in it. And well, so where can we see this? What is it? It's in at Red- the theater. The, the hot the, chocolate nutcracker. Yeah, um, I think it's in Redondo Beach. It's yes, a, oh, that, that theater's back some, there. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Big um, performing arts center there. December 7th, yeah. I will be dancing. It will be the first time that anybody has seen me dance on stage in... 30 plus years. Are you nervous for that? Or are you excited? I know it now. So I don't okay. know that I'm, I'm not nervous no, like yeah. the way that I used to be when I was being paid to do it. Yeah. Um, where I, now I feel like if I flub it, I it's flub fun. it. Like yeah. it's fine. Doesn't and matter. Also, like um, you said, you're killing it. It's well, that's very really, kind of you. Thank yeah. you. So, yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah, I'm trying. I mean, let's put it this way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think I was terrible if I, if like, just the fact that I posted me marking it says that I feel okay about it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very excited about it, but I yes. am very scared because I, I don't, we haven't talked. I've had seven knee surgeries. I don't have a right oh, ACL. No. Oh, I don't. I don't even have a right ACL. What's there? They just took just it out. bone and muscle, and so Crazy. I don't have anything holding it together now, okay. and so. I can't get into as deep a plie as those mm. kids. I can't do any of that. Because your kind doctor of stuff. told her not told you not to dance. Well, he's told me not to do anything with super dramatic weight shift. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like jumping. In the meantime, knees. it's like oh, I'm all I'm doing it, but it's but, you know it's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I could. If you didn't think your yeah. body yeah. could handle it, yeah. If I didn't think my body yeah. could handle it, um, we are going to play a game to round this all off of rapid fire. I okay, like good. Because really soon after this, I'm going to have to pee. Like you have, I have to pee so, so bad. Okay, so Same. great. So let's We're play some done. rapid fire. Yeah. Great. We're almost done. Great. Um, okay, do we want to time it or do you just want to let it go? Let's time that joint. Okay, Ava likes. To time yeah. it and give it love and give it a little pressure. Okay, we get one minute. Uh huh. Yeah, one. One minute. This deserves one. Okay, are, are you, you re- asking me questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Go. Text or phone call? Text. Darker milk chocolate? A dark. Favorite curse word? <laughs> suburb, suburb or city? City. New York or LA? New LA. New L York. I like that name. Favorite era? Oh, the 40s. Oh, yeah. House is on fire. You got to get three things um, before you leave. What would they be? Uh, my um, my important documents um, and my dogs and my photos. Oh, good. Photos, what song is in rotation or what is your favorite song ever? Ever? Or what's in rotation on your iPod yeah. or your iPhone? Well, or... It's Well, right now it's underneath the tree because oh, I just oh. bought a Christmas tree. <laughs> Love it. I'm We're on ready. that like... Back and forth. I'm not yeah. sure. Okay, we don't want to eat your time. What's your vice? Oh, uh, uh, TV. Mm, coffee or tea? Tea. Aisle or window seat? Aisle. Because I have to pee all the time. Yeah, me too. Boxers right. or briefs? Uh, uh, boxers. And favorite onset snack? Oh, I didn't even press it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to look and I was like, I know, like, oh, 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 it's too much time we have. We're doing so good. And and what's your favorite snack? Onset snack. Onset snack. Deli. Play cheese and oh, okay. uh, cheese and meat, oh, okay. cheese and meat. Oh, my, I had to pack my lunch for yeah. rehearsals. Cheese and I'm like, meat. I'm just gonna put some, yeah. some cheese, cheese and <laughs> some meat. some meat. meat. Yep. Okay. Lastly, lastly, we just want you to do the eight ball. Well, oh, yeah. We have a magic eight ball. You were talking about cocaine. I was yeah. like, oh, what's yeah, happening here? I was oh, like, gosh, no. wow, this we is gonna be a, a totally ball. different day than I thought it was. Welcome to sobriety. Yeah. So we have a magic eight ball. We like you to ask it a question, any question you want. Uh huh. And it'll give you the magic answer you need. And I have to say it? Yeah. The you have question? To say it out loud, yeah. Oh, okay. So something that you want us to hear. So, yeah, I was about to say, because <laughs> uh, I have ones. Um, uh, magic. <laughs> yes. Commit. I love it. 
<laughs> I was ask if, if like the movie I make next year is going to do well, and if it comes up bad, I'm not going to. It be. usually is okay really good. that way. <laughs> Hold on, a magic eight ball. Am I? Uh, am I going to have a good birthday? Mm. Yes. Let's see. Oof. You got to shake, shake it. You got to shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Okay. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Oh my god, I can't read, guys. We'll do it. Do you want to read it? I think it just says I don't know. It's Does it say I don't know? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh well, <laughs> that's okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. Well, yeah. you know, I I I specially made this on Etsy, so it says everything bad. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah, it. It's not really awesome. <laughs> Go Magic Eight Will my next movie be successful? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Girl. By the way, that's your opinion. That's an opinion. That's not yeah. a prediction. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Adam, we thank you for being with us. Thank you for having yeah, it me. So it was so good fun. to see you guys. Yeah. Such yes. a pleasure. Okay, now go pee. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to The The Dance Dance Room. Room. Get new episodes every Thursday on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcasts. Follow me at Heather Elizabeth. That's Heather with two R's at the end. Elizabeth with two H's. Don't ask. It's just a mess. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Heather Morris TV. And you can follow me, Ava, at AvaFlav1. That's the number, not the word, on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe and leave a nice rating and a five-star review. And make sure to spread the word. Spread that word. See you next week. See ya.